Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Much to dive into today. The new look Cleveland Cavaliers debut on the road and whip the Boston Celtics. You probably have been sitting around watching a lot of ice skating, as have I. The curling team falls apart. They needed my leadership in order to win a gold medal. Unfortunately, I wasn't there, and as a result, the American curling team can't hold itself up. And uh, there are many other details of which we could chase, including the top 16 in the NCAA tournament pre-seed coming out as we get ready for the college basketball NCAA tournament. So all of that is uh, is pretty extent. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but... I just uh, I I just have to uh, Jason Martin's constitution is maybe the weakest in all of America, and as we start the show today, he wants me to know. Uh, I know you'll need me today to some extent, but I woke up with a really nasty cough, so I don't have much of a voice, and it's broken up worse with the coughing. Just know it ahead of time. I usually don't do this, but. Let's bring in L.A., because I'm assuming their voices work there. Jason Martin's health conditions here of late. Like, every time that Jason Martin has a cold, or like in any way his voice is not perfect, we hear about it as if he is on his deathbed. When you got news that Jason Martin is almost unable to talk, and this is, by the way, tying in with the Woke Report today, did this surprise you, yes or no, Danny G and Justin? Uh, Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> you want me to be honest? Or? Yes, yes. Well, I guess I'll have Jason's back on this. A lot of folks seem to be rolling I mean, with there's no, cold. There's no but... doubt that 
There is there are yeah. many people out there fighting it on their way to work today. But every time Jason Martin has a cold, it is like the most. And by the way, I always have a cold because I've got three kids, and there's like a perpetual petri dish in this house, right? So uh, when I am walking around anywhere, like if you have young kids, you know that one of them is and they're off at school all the time, like. One of them is always sick, and if one of them gets it, then it runs through the whole family, and then it bounces its way back around. Like, every single parent out there right now knows exactly what I'm talking about. And God forbid some of you are actual elementary school teachers where there's always somebody sick. In fact, many schools are actually starting to shut down across the nation because of the flu in general. I mean, it's actually kind of scary, this flu season, how many people are getting ill. But, (laughs) yeah, you got to take some coldies, uh, do the airborne. That's what I was doing all last week because Justin Cooper was coughing and sneezing behind me all last week, and I made it through. You know, that feeling where you're like, ah, that coworker didn't get me. Yes. So now that especially I... for what we do because we talk into a microphone. Yep. So like you're, you know, if you're sitting in front of the same microphone or you're putting on a headset, like it's really easy inside of a radio studio for once one person gets sick for everybody to get sick. But when Jason Martin is letting us know about his illness. Like, if I didn't know that he was sick, would I have ever been able to tell based on our conversation? We'll see here in a minute. Justin Cooper, does this surprise you that Jason Martin's illness has already become a central part of the show here on Monday morning? Well, remember how I just said that he was sick all last week? He's in the restroom right right now blowing his nose because he's under the weather. Yes. (laughs) So two down, but two alive on the program. Two Uh, down. three, Three alive. Eddie Garcia is not sick. All right, Eddie Garcia is not sick. Um, here is what is interesting, and I'll go to Jason Martin, and we'll see if he's still alive here momentarily. This is I, – I, I watched some of the Cavs-Celtics game um, this uh, yesterday, I guess it was. Like, all the days run together when it's the weekend. How about but Jordan I, Clarkson? Jordan Clarkson was was very good, but I was watching, and I was like, I don't even know who this team is. Because, obviously, you still have um, you still have the injuries going on with uh, Kevin Love. And then they replaced – Basically, the entire roster. For those of you out there who kind of missed this story, we've got four different people who are newly acquired, basically, in these trades. George Hill, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, and Larry Nance Jr. And then we had six people replaced. Isaiah Thomas, Derek Rose, Dwayne Wade, Jay Crowder, Channing Frye, and Iman Shumpert. So, basically, the entire roster was made over on the fly in advance of this game on the road against the Boston Celtics where Paul Pierce's name is being, uh, jersey is being retired. And so, I'm sitting around watching these guys. And first of all, here's the opening five for the Cavs. LeBron James, I know him. Tristan Thompson, I know him. J.R. Smith, I know him, at least what he looks like in this jersey. Here are some other guys that played for the Cavs yesterday. This guy started, and I looked at the box score, and I was like, who is this guy? Somebody named Seti Osman started for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Does anybody actually know Seti Osman? I'm not even sure that I'm pronouncing his name right uh, correctly. Who? Uh, Seti Osman. C-E-D-I. Osman? I guess it could be Osman. O-S-M-A-N. I'm not asking you to pretend like, oh, you know, like superstar NBA guy is probably going to hop on Twitter and be like, I don't even know how you have a radio show if you don't know who Seti Osman is. Seti Osman is the greatest player in the history of Greenland or whatever. I have, I don't, I honestly have never heard of this man in my entire life. I have no idea where he's from. 
He's somehow averaging three points a game, 1.8 rebounds a game. And I honestly, I have no earthly idea who he is. He's a strong forward. He's 22 years old, and he was born in 1995. That's all we, all we know about him. What's that? A strong forward? Power forward. I don't know. He's okay. listed as SF on ESPN. That's a small forward. Clay. Small forward. Strong forward, whatever. Here's the deal. You, I don't even know if you like deserve. Let's let's hear you just don't talk come for to a me minute. for the whole show. That's fine. I mean, I'm I'm just the only thing I wanted you to know is I might be coughing if you come to me on air. Like it's not. I don't know that that needed to be brought up on air, but sure, that's what you do. The, so literally, I'm just saying I was coughing some. It might be a little bit of an issue. Literally, the moment the show starts, you thought that I needed to know that you might cough at some point during this show. I'm opening Uh, up the show, and you're like, you know what? Right now, Clay Travis needs to know that it's possible that I will cough if he comes to me because of my unbelievable, uh, I woke up with a nasty cough. You felt the need, literally the moment the show starts, to make sure that I knew that. Clay, we're doing a radio show here in which we do a lot of talking and do a lot of audio. That's sort of the entire thing is creating word pictures. I'm not stocking shelves. If I was stocking shelves and coughing, that's one thing. I'm on the radio. I'm just suggesting if you come to me, I might cough some. And if I don't tell you ahead of time, you're going to kill me on air for it and turn it into some giant thing. So I was just trying to politely say, hey, look. I just, I just hope you, I just hope could be you a survive. All right. I'm so right, here is right. – so do you know who this guy is? No, I know he's played 44 games this season, but honestly, I don't – I really Where's have no from? idea who – uh well i know he was drafted in 2015 and he has no college so that's clearly means he's from overseas but i'm not 100 percent sure exactly where what he's percentage from, i'll be able to people, tell you in a second what percentage okay, of people Turkish. listening to us right now no have ever heard of seti osman or had any idea before maybe you were watching that game when they came out in their starting lineups he played 29 minutes and he started for the cleveland Cavs yesterday in, in la anybody ever heard of seti osman he's a turkish national player by the way hmm I, I know Coop is Googling him right now. Never heard of him. All right. Born in Macedonia to an ethnic Turkish father and a Bosniak mother. All right. What about Ante Zizek? Yeah, I've heard of Zizek. You have heard yeah. of Ante, yeah. Ante Zizek. Never heard of him. Never heard of Ante Zizek. Uh, but you don't really watch the NBA, though. I mean, I don't watch the NBA in the regular season because I have a life. Right. I mean, right. people well, who sit go. around and watch the regular season in the NBA literally have no life. I don't. Well, know I think what you're this doing. argument's tough. Then, like, you can't just be like, "Well, I've never heard of this guy, but I don't really watch that because I have a life." So, what, what does that Ant- mean? Like, you Ant- know who LeBron Zizek. James is? Yeah, I know who LeBron James is, but right, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. You don't think it's a big deal that a guy named uh, Cedric, uh, whatever this guy's name is, this guy named Seti Osman, Osman started a game yesterday for the uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, but he had to, right? Because they brought in new guys that they couldn't give quite as many minutes to, at least. They're still trying to work the men. Larry Nance Jr., a little bit slow to kind of get going yesterday. Clarkson played really well. Rodney Hood played really well. Those are the two players that really stood out in the trade anyway. I think that the Cavs are a much better basketball team, a much younger team. They were the oldest team in the league. Now they've kind of switched that around. But yeah, I mean, obviously it's a little strange, but I think that you have to deal with these lineups because you just completely remade your entire basketball team the week before the All-Star break. So you're going to see some weird lineups as they try to kind of assimilate into what the Cavs want to do on offense. All right, hold on a minute. We've got uh, Dan Wetzel who just uh, let me know that he's able to come on from South Korea. I just actually want to see if it's possible 
for this crew to manage to call Dan Wetzel and get him on live from the Olympics in South Korea. So he has got a Korean cell phone. This seems like it has the potential to be a total disaster, but also be must-listen-to radio. Can we connect with Dan Wetzel in South Korea on his Korean cell phone and get him on the air? This is the test. I don't know. What do you think the odds are? Let's go to L.A. What do you think the odds are that we successfully get Dan Wetzel on the radio show? I'm going to give it a 70%. So you're pretty optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Justin Cooper. International code. It shouldn't be that hard. I mean, I, I'm the. I'm assuming I'm going to be the one dialing him. And yes. I, I've never dialed uh, internationally, so I'm going to give this about a 50-50 oh, shot. We've here. never had somebody on internationally on Fox Sports Radio before? I mean, maybe on other shows that is I this. Am I going produced. to get docked for whatever this ends up inevitably costing us, which is going to be like forty to forty dollars a minute? This is definitely coming out of your paycheck. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say it'd, yeah. it'd take months of paychecks for me to, to <laughs> get Jason, docked. So it's Jason Martin, what do you put the odds at us being able to have Dan Wetzel on live from Korea next? Segment? I'm going to give I'm going to give Coop sixty five percent. I'm going to give him more credit than he gives himself because we're always our own toughest critics. So Wetzel Wetzel just sent me the number and it begins with a plus. Is there any reason oh, to no. Oh no. I'm going to change, change, I'm gonna change my seventy. Do we need to do something with the plus here? I'm, it's got me so confused. Uh, I'm, I'm changing my seventy to a fifteen. All right, we're going to yeah, try Dan Wetzel. He's, he says he can come on right now. Um, so let's see, uh, odds, will we get Dan Wetzel, uh, on the show or not? Uh, we will try to call him right now when we return, we potentially will be live in South Korea with the Olympics underway there. Fingers crossed. We're going to be able to pull it off. Also fingers crossed that Jason Martin survives this commercial break, given the fact that he has a, a cough. Be sure to catch live editions of outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do we actually have Dan Wetzel on in Korea? I don't know if any of you had any faith in us either. I don't know necessarily that I would. Is Justin Cooper there? Did it work? I don't know. I heard like a drum beat. Dan is there. Dan is there. Wow. Dan Wetzel, what's going on? I'm here. Modern technology. Wow, this is incredible. So you are in... South Korea so far in Pyongyang, or it's the one that sounds like the place in North Korea, but it's not quite North Korea. Um, what is the vibe like in Korea so far for the uh, for the Winter Olympics? Uh, it is cold. Yeah, that is the vibe. It is just cold over here. Uh, yeah, people are excited, obviously, to have the Olympics in South Korea. We had the big visit from the North Koreans, so it got real political really quick as the Olympics tend to do, and uh, that's about it. But it's, it's cold and windy, so they've canceled some events, uh, different things like that. Where are you going, and what are you covering so far? Done a little of uh, little figure skating, a little hockey. Did the Korean, they had a unified Korean hockey team. This is big news here. I read that. Um, so you've been indoors, like though. Yeah, I try to stay indoors. Uh, but you could, like, go stand on the side of a slope and talk to people after they did, like, a downhill run or something, but you haven't been out to do that yet. Uh, I have not done any skiing yet, but they've canceled for the last two days because of, of the wind. What time is it in Korea right now? It is 8 o'clock at night or 8.30, something like that. Okay, so I'm curious because Monday last night, night – well, Yeah, it's already Monday night there. Last night I was watching – or last night in America – 
I was watching the figure skating, and they keep kept saying it was live. Are are any of yeah. these events taking place where American television can show them live in prime time, or are they just lying to me? No, it's true. They do uh, figure skating at 10 a.m. Okay, so that was legitimately live. I was watching live television. Yeah, they do it so the Canadian and the U.S. audiences get it live uh, in prime time. So, yeah, the Olympics are crazy, even a, even a smaller one. The summer is even bigger, but there's just stuff going on like 20 hours a day because – I don't want to set up whatever sports popular, like, you know, like long uh, cross-country skiing or, or long track skating is, like, super popular in Europe. So they want to set that up for whatever time they, they're going to watch. They want to sit there and watch, um, you know, Norway and the Netherlands, that, so that TV audience. And they may not care about figure skating. So you just have this, like, <laughs> and then you got, it's just, it's, it's total circus all day long. There's just stuff going on. It's spread out over, you know, this huge area, and uh, it's total chaos. I don't even know how they ever organize any of these things. Now, it's a small town, relatively speaking, that you guys are in. What kind of, like, place are you staying? Are you in a hotel? Are you in some sort of dormitory? What is, the uh, what is for you, a place that you stay to cover the Winter Olympics? So they put up, like, a – built a media village, but it's basically – the place I'm staying in will be like a studio apartment for somebody. So it's like a brand new kind of fairly cheap studio apartments. And then they put us in here for a month and then uh, presumably someone's coming in to rent this thing or own it or however it works here um, in this neighborhood. So everything's kind of new and like, you know, not fully constructed, but certainly good enough. So how long will you be in, in South Korea watching this, and how long did it take you to get to this town in South Korea? Because it's not like you're just flying into a major American city, obviously, but even a major international city. Like I would imagine this thing's a little bit difficult to get to. Yeah, it's about three-and-a-half-hour drive um, east of Seoul, which is obviously the big city. Um, so it was about a 14-hour-plus flight from Detroit to Seoul. So... Uh, it was a long time. It was, it's, it's a grind getting up. Yeah, so they really try to come early as they can because, I mean, it's one thing for me to be tired. I'm just writing stories and stuff. I, I just drink some coffee and make it. But, um, you know, you imagine the, the physical stuff for the, these guys. It's, it's incredible. And you have these athletes. I mean, this is it. Like, it's once every four years. It's not like, yeah, we'll get them next year. They're, you, you may not get them next year. So, uh, it's four years away, so the pressure and the, the build-up to these things are incredible. We're talking to Dan Wetzel. He's in South Korea with the Olympics going on. Okay, you mentioned the uh, the, the North Korean uh, delegation that showed up for the Olympics, the teams sometimes being mixed together, North and South Korea. They walked in together. It's been a story here in America, and I know you're not reading uh, Korean newspapers in Korean to see like exactly what the uh, what the feedback is in Korea. But how big of a story has it been there, and how has it been covered? It's huge. It was huge here. I actually did try to uh, either have someone read the papers to me, but you can watch it on TV. And even though the, the language is in Korea. Um, the idea that they would have a unified team was exciting. The idea that they walked in together, uh, they sent the, uh, you know, the sister of the dictator, they sent Kim Jong in instead of 
to do it, and she had this kind of slow, just the way she carried herself and everything. The South Korean uh, people and, and the media just were obsessed with her. I mean, it was, it was literally, she was 24 hours a day, her face was on TV. They were analyzing everything about you, what she wear, how did she walk, why she didn't wear a lot of makeup. I mean, it was like this, it was like nothing you've ever seen. It was a huge... Um, splash that the North Koreans tried to kind of soften their image. And, you know, I, you know, I talk to people on stories I wrote. I mean, no one thinks like, no one thinks it's like, okay, great. They'll take out the nuke. They won't have a nuke anymore. We'll unify. But like no one from that family, she, her grandfather founded North Korea. No one from that family had set foot in the South in 70 years. She's the first one since the Korean War. So, it was a huge thing for, for people here who understandably, you know, live under constant threat of getting blown up. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not even just a nuclear weapon that they developed. It's just the conventional missiles. They can, North Korea could take out Seoul, uh, you know, in like 15 minutes. And so it's just a constant, constant threat here. So any kind of progress uh, is certainly going to be massively newsworthy. So it was a huge diplomatic thing. I was stunned at how big it was. And when she walked into the hockey game the other night, I mean, the people, everyone's trying to take a picture, everyone's talking at her. It was just this, this huge thing for uh, for these guys. I, I don't know what that's going to mean in the long run, probably nothing. But for for these few days, it was, um, she literally, everything she did for three days was, was constantly covered uh, more than, than the Olympics. You have a couple of young kids. Were you apprehensive at all, given the geopolitical tensions that have existed between the United States and North Korea, and obviously with being located in South Korea, about this location for this Olympics at this time? No. I mean, I, I'm, I mean obviously, I'm assuming there's not going to be a war breakout or anything, but um, I don't think – it, it doesn't really phase me. <laughs> I'm not – there's whistle. like soldiers man. over here, man. They got like real jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Um, I mean, I just I don't think anyone's bombing the Olympics. If you want to really get the world mad at you, bomb the Olympics. I mean, every other country's got their people here. All right, uh, we're talking Dan Wetzel, international man of adventure. Um, yeah. I uh, I am I have been debating whether or not if I just spent four years training for it, I could make the U.S. curling team. Uh, what do you think about my odds if I abandoned everything else in my life and with maniacal focus just decided I wanted to be a, a Olympic curler? What are my odds? Yeah, I saw, I saw you put that out there. Uh, you know, my guess is a little harder than that, but you'll sometimes wonder. <laughs> sometimes right? wonder. Yeah, I mean, these guys, like, you know, we had a, we had a mixed, uh, we had a brother-sister tandem from McFarland, Wisconsin. Like, they... <laughs> They don't, like, they're in, like, a beer league. Like, they're good. I'm sure they're really good in their league, and obviously they got here, so they're good. But it's not like it's incredible training, and it's not like you're sitting there saying, well, you know, no, I'm not LeBron James. No, no, no amount of practice can make me 6'8", 250, right? Right. But, you know, I, I, this is the thing about curling. I don't believe I could qualify. I mean, I know with all certainty there's no other sport I could possibly qualify to be an Olympian. Zero yes. chance. This one, uh, you know, we don't know. All right, I think so that's the allure of curling. It's the only one where you go, I could do this. Like, you watch those guys do the slalom skiing or, you know, the snowboard. Like, you're like, no, nah, I can't do that. 
I'm old. But then you look and you go, wait, that guy's like 44 years old. <laughs> Maybe I could be that guy. There, there, the one guy looks like Andy Reid. I mean, if yeah. uh, the guy just looks like Andy Reid, if Andy Reid could do it, like uh, I think I could do Andy. it. All right, last last night I'm watching, and evidently it was live. Uh, the uh, the ice skating, and I asked yeah. the question: Would you rather watch skinny, talented ice skaters do jumps, or really fat guys in leotards who've never ice skated before try to land jumps? We have, and that's the poll question of the day, by the way, for everybody out there listening right now. You can find me at Clay Travis on Twitter. What do you think the poll results have been from my question? I'm sure people are saying they want the fat guys to fall down and get hit in the head. That's a yeah. lot of CTE, man. That's a lot of CTE. 17,000 people have voted. 81% <laughs> yeah. would rather watch fat guys in leotards try to land <laughs> leaps than actual uh, talented people ice skating. The television ratings will say otherwise. People love those skaters. So but when you would vote that way in a poll too, but you know, after a couple fall downs, maybe you, you could have old. like one event with the, with the with the fat guys. Just like you have to weigh three fifty plus to win this medal, like fat skiing or whatever you'd have to call it. Like, tell me that that wouldn't be insanely popular. Like, there's a weight they have weight classifications for things. Like, why not do a fat guy? There's a show in Japan where these guys have to climb a uh, iced up staircase. Yeah, and uh, then they all crash. That's pretty good. But uh, you know, I'm going to stand up a little for for my my skaters, man. It's just like the hardest thing you're forced to do. The pressure. I mean, everybody, the whole world, these are the best people in the whole world. They all fall down, except for one. And that guy's the champ. Like, craziest sport ever. So you mentioned all of these different sports going on, and we're talking to Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National columnist live from South Korea. You mentioned all these sports that are going on simultaneously. How do you decide? And, like, in retrospect, I think this is the underrated thing. Like, NBC is picking and choosing to feature what they think are the most interesting stories, obviously, frequently with Americans involved. How do you make the decision how to spend your time? And how many people also from Yahoo are there? Because I do think that the chaos of the Olympics is underrated from a covering perspective. Because when you watch it on television, it all seems very organized. They're like, "Oh, we're going to watch this for ten minutes, and then we're going to toss it over here." But when you're there, free, when you're there, actually interviewing it, uh, and interviewing and making decisions about how to cover, how difficult is it day to day? Um. Yeah. Well, you got to keep an eye on whatever's developing, like what what's popping. You never know what star is going to uh, go, but you have a pretty good idea who's going to win, and you have a pretty good idea what, like, figure skating gets really big ratings, you know, so I cover it. Now, am I a big figure skating fan? No, but um, I do, resp- you know, I do like it, actually, at the Olympic level. It's pretty cool, but, um, you know, I'm not watching it during the, the other four years, but yeah, you get the, you got, you got to follow kind of the ratings and see what's going on, and then with Americans, there's two, there's two types of sports for Americans at the Olympics. This is the ones we're good at and the ones we think are stupid. Right? Sports we're not good at, we just think are stupid. This is a stupid sport. If we cared about it, we'd send LeBron and we went gold. The sports that we're good at, those are legit sports. And uh, so snowboard, cross, awesome sport. Cross-country skiing, stupid sport. Right? And this is how we do it. So uh, in Americans, you know, we're not going to change our mind on anything. We can't. You can't so, unbake that thing. So I'm a little bit curious just about the, the, the setup there. You're about to go eat dinner. I think you, you sent me a message saying you're going to go eat dinner. 
What's the yeah. food situation over there? Like, do they have American uh, Korean taste? barbecue? We're going to get Korean barbecue once once you're once we're done here. What like every meal? No, no. We just tonight. We don't. I don't have anything to do, so we don't. We'll go to the town. Otherwise, you eat like uh, Olympic food, like a cafeteria, like. You're and eating, what, uh, how would not, the food be? Great. Would it be like everything? Like, I mean, do you, could you get a hamburger? Yeah, they try just... to appease the world. Yeah. Uh, not really burgers, but nah, there'll be some weird stuff. There'll be like pasta or I don't know. There'll be, uh, you know, rice. I don't even know what the heck they have at these places. There's some like really oddball meals, uh, sandwiches. They, they sell hot dogs here with no bun. That just sounds like hot insane. Just the just the dog. So, uh, where do, like, how do you eat it? You no hold it? Except we know that the hot dog is not a sandwich when there's just just the dog. So you just hold the hot dog in your hand, like a like I a guess, yeah. ice cream I, cone. I'm not I guess the, uh, there's no way I'm eating the hot dog without a bun. So I don't know, <laughs> but I, I've seen others do it. <laughs> yeah, they put the ketchup down. It's like they were dipping in there. I mean, it's just the whole thing's just wrong. It's wrong. We obviously open the show. Hot dog needs a bun, right? I mean, a hot dog does need a bun. I mean, I, it's, there, there's zero doubt. It's like I can't eat a potato chip. I mean, it's like I can't eat a sandwich without potato chips. My wife makes fun of me, but I'm like, I, I don't understand why anybody it, would ever it, eat a sandwich. Worse. Yeah, this you is much worse. eat a bologna worse. sandwich without the bread. Just yeah, bologna? no, it's, like, it's a pretty savage move there. Um, all right. Yeah. I know that the NBA is global. We started off the show today talking about LeBron James. Have you seen LeBron James and the Cavs trades being covered at all in Korean media? I, I, I have not seen anything on that. It's probably being covered, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's all, right. all Olympics in North Korea. All right, what is, the, what is your story tomorrow? Like, what's the plan for tomorrow? What's the big event going on? Did we just lose Dan Wetzel? Oh, man. That was pretty good. I mean, like I, I do at times think we need to take a step back and contemplate how good technology has become. That he's sitting in his uh, Korean dormitory over there can just step right into the show and not sound any different than you know it would if we were talking to somebody in in Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not OK what they're doing and they're being watched. 
Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.